Hey, Steve here. None of the scenarios on this show are based on actual events. Believe it or not, they're completely made up. Enjoy! I'm Griffin. I'm Bones. And this is Killed to Death. The improvised true crime podcast. Everyone, um, here's a little something you might not know. If you're in the industry, you get sent screeners for new movies, which Griffin and I are obviously industry men at this point. Long running show, obviously. So we get sent these cool screeners. Unsolicited. We've asked them to stop. Uh, we don't know where they come from, who they come from. They are anonymous email addresses. They're like a, a sequence of letters and numbers, uh, just randomized. And they are VHS. Uh, yeah, um, and they're VHSs. But, <laughs> but uh, it does give us access to a lot of cool stuff before other people get to see it. And a lot of people are just getting around now because they didn't get to go to theaters. People are just seeing Tenant now. And we, of course, have seen Tenant t- dozens of times over with our new screeners. And we can explain it to you. A lot of people don't know what happened in this movie, but we we understood it, and we can actually break it down for you. Yeah, a lot of people uh, think that it's just about a plane going through a window because that's all they saw in a trailer, uh, and their girlfriend walked out of it, so you don't you didn't even hear that secondhand. Uh, but luckily, we are here to tell you exactly what happens in Tenet, which number one, I believe, a large component is time travel. Yes, and a lot of people didn't understand that. They thought it was space travel. That's interstellar. This one's time travel. I, I spent the first two, three hours of the movie just waiting for them to go to a different planet uh, and was heavily disappointed that it was Earth the whole time. And that's something we should also specify. It is Earth the whole time. A lot of people were wondering, is this a different place? Is it alternate reality? And no, Earth the entire time. Uh a big problem for me, because I'm I'm pretty familiar with a lot of Nolan's work in the past, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I was sitting there for a long time wondering when Batman was going to come. Uh, for right. for the viewer, uh, around the hour and a half mark, Batman shows up. Yes, and so that's just to put your mind at ease, because I know I was anticipating it the first time, and it kind of took me out of it. So if yeah. you just know, rest assured, he will show up, and the Joker's going to be there around the uh, 2.14 mark yeah and then leave again around the 215 mark so just so you're ready for those kind of milestones yeah exactly and then uh the guy from memento is in it right from the beginning and stays the whole time (laughs) well Uh, he's got all his time traveling (laughs) he's got his tattoos and he kind of acts as a big short type character to the audience and he'll try and help you figure out what's going on in the movie as he has tattooed all over his body hints about the plot of tenant and he is in the bathtub explaining this to you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you can see all his tattoos. Yeah, exactly. So he's kind of sitting there reading out what's going to happen next and kind of guiding you through it. So I was honestly surprised that a lot of people were as lost as they were because I was like, you have this host. You have the, almost like yeah. a Sherpa for, through the film. Uh, and plug your ears for spoilers. Steve, do you want to try and explain that ending? Because I, I think it was a lot of metaphor in that. Okay, well... You're going to see a lot of text come up on screen. Those are the people that worked on the movie. It's like, yeah, 
at first I was like, is this part of it? Like, you know, is it like a where are they now kind of like title card or something? But like, it's actually just a list of the people who helped make this film possible. Yeah. Like I said, very metaphorical. Uh, yeah, that's true. And the whole film is a metaphor for, I'm almost certain it's a it's um, World War II, I think. Or no, I'm thinking of Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Is that World War One? I? <laughs> I don't know. World War no, Z. Dunkirk's World War Two, right? Z. Right. Okay. Well, uh, that's World War Twenty Six, right? <laughs> they do it alphabetical. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Roman numeral Z. Uh, Roman numerals, of course, are in alphabetical order. So when you see uh, an X, you're oh, crap. Late twenties for most <laughs> yeah, things. I don't know why you you set yourself up for a number that you. <laughs> wouldn't be able to predict <laughs> do you know this, i don't know if they actually do that but do they do that work for like a uh, drunk test for cops aren't you supposed to say the alphabet backwards um i d- isn't that like a cliched thing you know they stop you on the side of the road and they're like touch your nose and walk in a line and say the alphabet backwards. yeah i would be bad at saying the alphabet backwards sober i couldn't do that at all i have problems I know, saying it without singing it Oh, true. L M N O P. Yeah, but no, cut that out. Say them at normal speed. You can't sing it. L M N O P. See, you oh, sound so drunk. Tough. <laughs> so I keep getting pulled over because I'm just out driving around singing the alphabet. You, yeah, you of course drive an ice cream truck and sing that into the loudspeaker. <laughs> uh, Steve. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, probably almost absolutely nothing, would you like to solve a murder? Um, speaking of all, well, a lot of people get killed in Tenant. Oh yeah, that plane goes through the window. That's right. The victim, David Stockton, found dead at a high school reunion. Today's guest, Glitch Stockton, who found the body. Glitch, hello. Hello, how you doing? No Uh, relation. Uh, yes, of course, we are not related to you, Glitch. Uh, I'm aware, and I'm I'm also not related to Steve. No, yeah, we should make that clear. None of us are related. None of I just want to make that clear to anyone that's listening on the podcast. Sometimes when you uh, listen in and the voices sound kind of similar or on the same wavelength or heard within the same time frame, you think uh, they're probably brothers. Yeah. I mean, nepotism is real. Yes. And people probably think you only got this opportunity because you are related to the host of the show, but that's not true. No, it's because you found no, a that's dead body. Not true. I saw a dead body. Um, <laughs> suspected of murdering david but i worked for all that you're a main suspect in the case that's correct oh which is well that's great for us which is the origin of the no relation because i feel like if my name was not stockton then maybe they wouldn't suspect me how Mm. many people at this high school reunion had the last name stockton uh you know six kids it was about like you know when you turn into page in the grade tens you turn to page like 32 and then you see all of us in the first two rows right in the yearbook yeah correct oh, i missed the word yearbook as well and i was like what are we looking at here <laughs> yeah okay so there were quite a few are you all suspects then what was that are you all suspects then you got a lot of stocktons that could be potential yeah we murders. were all each one of us was questioned uh, Lonnie was questioned, uh, Bodega was questioned, uh, Fifth Street was questioned, uh, Did he Upstate plead the Fifth was questioned. Street? What was that? 
That was just a joke where I said, did he plead the fifth street? You can feel free to (laughs) use that. You can edit that one out. It's it's just, you know, have fun with this. And sorry, there's one more Stockton. Yeah, that's uh, Bebe Stockton. Did he plead the Bebe? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Yeah. man. We all know what that means. He cried. (laughs) Yeah, he cried really hard. It was really hard on his family. His dad uh, quit his job to... Uh, cover his lawyer fees, but good thing uh, is uh, right when he got out of the courtroom, we were all waiting outside in the hallway saying, yo, you bled the baby. <laughs> and I, I I, can't speak for his dad, but uh, I can say we, we all thought it was worth it. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Stockton, I am uh, curious to hear your views on this GameStop thing. Oh, right. Yeah. See, another thing. Everyone just assumes because my name is Stockton, I'm good at basketball. I'm familiar with that uh, town the Diaz brothers are from in California. Uh, Of course, Diaz brothers, the MMA fighters. Uh, And also Stockton, like I am aware of uh, Wall Street and all the things that are happening currently. Uh, I will tell you that I have been researching and I've been following it a little bit. Um, I do have a couple of investments. Um, I'm a value-based investor, uh, which means that I, I look at companies. I don't know. I don't do a lot of gambling. I try to make sure that each company uh, is uh, aligned with my values and what I think uh, will, uh, uh, you know, do well. Of course, you'll you'll buy a stock right when you think it's at its peak uh, height of value. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, at its peak value. That's what you get at the best. I always yeah. say with stocks, Buy stocks high, are like baby. fruits. Stocks are like fruits. You want <laughs> it when right. it's ripe. You exactly. don't want it before it gets good. No. No. <laughs> get it at its peak and then never sell, baby. Well, you only sell when it starts getting higher. <laughs> when it starts then, getting better than at its best. When it... I, if it's going to move either up or down, that's when you leave because, you know, you you ever have a ripe mango? Oh, I see. When it's underripe, it's not good. When it's overripe, it's not good. That's why you want to you wanna <laughs> just, you want to try to buy and then sell at the same price. I bought some Apple stock in early 1999. Speaking of fruit. Yeah, exactly. Just like that fruit. That's probably, that's, oh my gosh, that's probably why I bought it. You know, my dad was a fruit farmer. Oh. What do you do, if yeah. you don't mind me asking? Uh, are, are you a professional investor? No. D- despite the name, most people uh, assume that Stockton, that I, I you know have a, a ton lot of about stocks. investments. That is, but that is uh, on the contrary. I do not own any stocks. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I work at a grocery store that my father used to work at. Uh, he used to work outside of the grocery store selling uh, fruits to the company, but uh, I myself just uh, work uh, putting fruits in the compartments and putting cans upon the shelves. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. What are the what fruit compartments are we talking about here? I mean, you know, there's a produce section. I put the apples there. You know, I, I make oh, okay. sure that everything is uh, like you know. I'll make sure the inventory is all there. So I, I maintain the inventory in the appropriate sections of the store. That's kind of like stock in itself. You're stocking the shelves. See, I don't like that. I don't. Okay. I've heard that a lot, <laughs> and everyone has said, "Hey, you're you're a stock boy, just like your name." But it's not. 
and I'll tell you that everyone says that, and it's uh, it's it's frustrating because you show up to work every single day, and I say, hey, just call me Glitch. You can call me Stockton, but don't like don't make the compare because everyone starts saying it, and uh, and it just it doesn't leave. And sometimes you feel like you have to do something crazy for people to know you as something beyond a stock boy. Which leads us to you being the main suspect in this murder. Uh, so tell us about your, your high school reunion. What high school is this? Uh, this one is uh, Westdale Collegiate. Westdale Collegiate. Where is that? Is that a Toronto high school? It's uh, Yeah, it's out west. Oh. Out west Toronto? <laughs> west, yeah, west of Toronto. It's oh. close to West Toronto Collegiate. How many years since graduation is this? Yeah, I graduated class of 2003. It was a great time. You know, uh, 50 Cent was... <laughs> this is a classic 17-year ja high school reunion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And sorry, did you say 50 Cent was, was performing there? <laughs> yeah. No, at the time, the year of our graduation, 2003, this is... You know, I'm trying to paint a picture of... Of right. How great it was. George Bush. One of the greatest presidents, I would say. <laughs> the third Lord of the Rings movie. My favorite, Return of the King. Yeah. Also, what we say said about George Bush when he came back for uh, <laughs> his second term. <laughs> the Return of the King, baby. <laughs> He's running it back. <laughs> King of the court. Wait, was George Bush good at basketball? Uh. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, no one like would be. He's good, but yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be surprised. I, I, I would. I can't think of one person that would be surprised. <laughs> Thank Maybe, you for trying, at least. Yeah, I'm trying right now, and I really, I'm really putting my energy. Hill, Hillary Duff. No. No, she, she wouldn't no. be surprised. No. Uh, Ruben Studdard, Clay Aiken. Um, Simon Cowell. No, they all know. No, I don't think any of them would be surprised. Ashanti. Nope. I think they would. I think they would not. They. This is what you would expect. So David Stockton would have been in your class as well back in the day. Yeah, we we took the same shop class together actually. Oh, and that's how you learned your grocery store skills. Yeah, I started, uh, he was actually the one that uh, said, hey, can you put my lunch uh, in the fridge? We had one fridge, and sometimes you would leave it there because, like, most of the times uh, you would have your lunch in your locker, and most people would, like, eat their lunch, and it wouldn't taste as good. But we had the fridge, and, uh, you know, something about food being cold makes it taste better. That's what I was safe. So what kind of shop was, was he interested in, or was it grocery stores as well? He wasn't. He liked um, making planes, airplanes, Ooh, like little oh. planes. Yeah. Wow, from airplanes like to little shells. planes. <laughs> yeah, and everything made, in between. Yeah, little planes. I like making shelves where I I could uh, p- put cans in them, and I thought, wow, this is this makes sense. This works. So this has always been your passion. Yeah, I was. I, was, I mean, I. I I always felt that there was something about organization that really spoke to me. Did, something about did when he you go, go in, into the supermarket, you're like, wow, this 
this is magical. Everything seems like it belongs somewhere. It's color coordinated. And I, I always knew that, um, that I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. Supermarkets classically color coordinated uh, with how they stock their items. Oh, not, I, I don't like supermarkets. I do uh, I like local businesses, small. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah. I'm curious because I was just watching the fantastic. Rose Fruit Market. You been? <laughs> I did it. I did the. You did the it. Lobby. That, that was yeah. you. Yeah, you know the the lettuces at the front. Yeah, there was, was loose me. lettuce all over the floor as soon as you walk in. Yeah, yeah. I saw American Beauty uh, the day before, and I thought, wow, we could do that with lettuce. <laughs> put I you mean just put recently, something on I'm the sure ground? That movie holds up. Oh, everything about that movie holds up. I'm sure. Oh God! There's yeah, n- Thora Birch, Chris Cooper, uh, Wes Bentley—all the actors in that movie. I love. And uh, how about Katy Perry copying the song, the uh, iconography from that film? Did she copy the iconography from that film? Yeah. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? That does like the, oh. one of the main All right. scenes of the movie. That's, That's right. right. I always thought when I always thought a, a major recording artist would be inspired by that movie. Uh, as were you with your supermarket. Yeah, exactly. With your own art. Correct. Did David also go into what he was passionate about? Did he go into aircraft design? David, he uh, he had a bit of uh, uh, of bad and good luck because he was good at so many things. Like, he was really good at designing airplanes, but he was also a very smart guy, so he got a scholarship. Mm. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to learn MIT. he was good at basketball. And so he was on his way out. It wouldn't no, surprise me either. No, he, he was actually very good at basketball, and he lived up to his name. Also, no relation to uh, David Stockton, which is the name of John Stockton's son. But funny thing is, he played just like him, and he was on scholarship at MIT. He played D1. Wow. Where everyone used to go, hey, yo, that's D1 David. You, you're flying high in the sky like the planes you make. D1 David. D1. And the crowd would chant that in unison. Yeah. D1. D1. You're D1. flying high so, like the so, planes you so, make. D1. You fly <laughs> high like the planes you make. D1, D1. And sometimes I would just say David in between. D1, David. And no, and so, so, just and remind them who that is. Most people can hear me. Most people can hear me, but like a few people heard me. And this, they, sometimes they would smile because they're like, oh, yeah, that's his name. Because David and so, the D1 in the David, they, they, kinda, they sound connecting. Were people still this excited when it came to this 17 years later, this reunion? Like, were this, these chants still going on? Like, People still stoked about David? Yeah. I mean, what can you, why wouldn't you be stoked? What? Because he's the most popular guy in school. Everyone likes him. They say he's the best Stockton. Why would anyone be jealous? Did any of the other Stocktons find success? Uh, Lonnie, Bodega, or Fifth Street? Or Bebe. Or Bebe. Yeah. Bebe had a baby. Lonnie, uh... (laughs) Started a lawn mowing business. Uh, Fifth Street started living on Seventh Street uh, in, uh, of course, in uh, Etobicoke. 
Uh, of and, course, right. Uh, and Bodega uh, got banned from most subways. <laughs> Why was he banned from most subways? Uh, he was really, like, he was going in and demanding uh, that they turn everything into a rap, and then they said we don't do that. And this was back in you know 2007, uh, so the raps were kind of not really a thing yet. And he said, hey, you guys got to do this right now. Trust me, I see it. And he was just, it's not that it was a bad idea. It was just that he was so insistent upon it. And then right. he started bringing his own tortillas and making <laughs> his own wraps. And it's, it's not that you can't, you shouldn't be allowed to do that, but it's because he started jumping over the counters mm. and doing it himself. Like it, it became a hygiene thing and he was doing it to every subway yeah and, if he um, was if he was making the wraps himself uh, i'd start to wonder why he was even going to the subways in the first place and not just yeah, buying really. the ingredients yeah i'm it beats me i guess he just liked that they had it all set up uh which uh, you know i appreciate as someone that's like really into the layout of uh markets uh they 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 really know how to make it visually appealing because then you know where it's like I don't think I've ever went into a subway not being able to find where the tomatoes are. That's true. You know, I'm, yeah. you know sometimes I'll look down. I'm, I never was like, oh, where's the onions? Where's the... I'm, not, I'm never looking for an ingredient. I'm picking an ingredient. And that's like the mark of a good... That's what I want with most of my, the markets that I work at. Um, I just want someone to go in and, and say, wow, it's here. Speaking of markets, what do you know about this whole GameStop thing? Can you thing? imagine a grocery store where you don't go in with a grocery list? Can uh, you imagine that? Uh, just a store. Like, a, yeah. I guess, kind of like Best Buy or something like that. But they, they do... But come on, bro. They, they, do, they do electronics. Right? Oh, sorry. I was just come thinking, on, yes. Steve. But when, when I go in there, come I don't on. have a grocery list. Right. No, I know what you're saying, and this, you have a passion for this, and I do have to ask, how do you feel about the new revamped game show Supermarket Sweep, and do you think you would be a, a good contestant on that? You know, I'm, I'm not like, I, I, I don't know if I'd be a good contestant, but I think I'd be really good behind the scenes. Designing like if looking, Writers. I think I could figure oh. out like a good narrative. Like I can, uh, I can say, hey, this, because sometimes when I watch the show, it looks fake. To be honest, like a, a c customer would never do that. But, you know, I, I get it. It's like for the uh, it's, it's for the mainstream, like for the appeal, you know, just to it's like a reality TV is not real. It's just reality TV. Right. So mm -hmm. I think I could write. I could help them out. Now, tell us about when you found David's body at this reunion. <laughs> oh, man, that was crazy. Um was I? Oh, wow. I remember just, we had got into a fight earlier on, me me and David. Are About you, what? Cause, you know, it's, uh, I was never someone who um, liked being in someone else's shadow. And it was really bothersome on a bunch of levels. Number one, everyone used to be like, hey, yo, you're stocked and you're going to be a doc boy and i was like no and they're like oh i'm referring to uh 
grocery stocks, you know, you stock groceries. And I say, oh, okay, that's fine. And then they say, oh, okay, just to be clear, because I, I, you seemed upset and I thought you were, refer- you th- probably thought I was referring to uh, the stock market. And I was like, yeah, initially I was. And they're like, okay, just to be clear, I meant stock. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then three or four more people started saying that and that's when it started really bothering me. And then someone, I think it was uh, Bodega, he said, hey, you know what, we're just... We're, we're Stocktons, but we're never going to be like David. He's the real Stockton. And I uh, I remember that just like, I was like, oh, but I'm a real Stockton. He's like, no, look at him. And I look over at David, and he's making out with nine people at once. Oh, man. Wow. In the, the middle real of a Stockton. basketball game. Now oh, that's my a Stockton. God. While hitting that the is. game-winning jump shot. While um, while hitting buzzer. it. They were playing a full game during the high school reunion. Yeah, it was. they're reenacting the state final. Wow. So they, it so was a reenactment of his was, own game-winning shot. Yeah, it was a big deal in 2003. So the other high school's reunion was also happening at the same time, and they were reenacting their loss in the big game? Yeah, it was Westerano Collegiate. Oh, wow. The rivals. I remember that big game back in the day when he hit that game-winning shot while making out with nine people at the time as well. Because there are only yeah. nine other it players the... on the court. Yeah. That's a, a weird <laughs> play. Coach it was less up. a basketball game and more of an orgy. Yeah. Well, it was all over the news. It was the <laughs> most highest-rated uh, basketball game in the history of Rogers Cable. Wow. <laughs> Their carriers games. Where was it that you found his body? So, it is the thing. When, you know, it's, I was the first at the scene um, and I found the body um, in the washroom. And mm. there's, you know, whatever. There's like, you know, there's like cocaine and. Um, and books and stuff. So I was, I came in <laughs> from the outside and I walked in to the washroom and I, he was dead. He's dead. He punched himself in the head <laughs> to death. Now, what makes you think he punched himself in the head to death? He was, um, he was really hard on himself, you know? <laughs> this, you're talking about a guy that was good at everything. You're talking about a guy that, that was the best basketball player that could go to school at an American university that wow. people could think of. This mm-hmm. is not like Niagara College. No. This is MIT. It's a school and you can think of. That's school, their slogan. That's their motto. Yeah, that's what they say. MIT. It's a school you can think of. Well, what we're going to do... And that's what, that's what a good school does. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you don't... You don't have to think, you don't say, hey, what school, where's the school, where's the school? It's like, the, you go to MIT and you're like, here it is. You don't even choose your classes there. They choose you. There's a sorting and hat. It's like Transformers. Yeah. It's like both those movie tropes. <laughs> what we're going to do uh, is take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, hopefully we can figure out uh, who was involved in punching himself in the head to death. 
we'll be he right back. Also, uh, he was also choking himself and then stepping on himself. <laughs> and we are back on Killed to Death. Uh, I'm still Griffin. Still Bones. And we're still here with Glitch Stockton. Oh, sorry, Glitch, we stepped over your catchphrase. That's, it's me, Glitch. <laughs> Glitch is an interesting name. How did that come across? How did that come across your parents and then upon you? Well, Good um, question. <laughs> Thank you, you so know, much. Uh, my dad, uh, he, he sold a lot of fruit to grocery stores and he met a guy who uh, said he was writing a movie called The Matrix. Um, and then uh, he's like, yeah, I, I just got, I signed a deal with this Hollywood company. Uh, I, I wrote the the pitch for them. I think they really like it. It's about this guy named Glitch. Um, and he uh, gets, <laughs> he works in an office and a bunch of agents take over. And essentially it's the movie The Matrix. Uh, and he's like, yeah, uh, in this movie, Glitch is a star. And uh, of course, uh, there's a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. There's and exactly that's why he's named that because that he's essentially the, you know, was it the the trigger incident, right? Uh, but then uh, when they were making the movie, they're like, hey, you know what's interesting is uh, this neo this neo character, this small character that uh, kind of just doesn't do anything uh, near the end of the movie. He just kind of shoots somebody in the end. We're gonna do that, and so essentially. Glitch is actually supposed to be Neo, and Neo is supposed to be Glitch, and uh, and that that's they messed up that movie because it was supposed to be Glitch was actually supposed to be the one Glitch was supposed to be the one that was actually kissing Morpheus because in the original version Morpheus was named Trinity and they switched up the names, so they just kind of so character like, swapped everybody. The character it was like Street Fighter too, of Balrog course, and Vega oh, and yeah. Bison, you those know, movie tropes, exactly. Exactly. You can predict it. It happens every single time. Hollywood just messes everything up. So, um, you know, uh, and, and, and my dad liked the name. Now, <laughs> Glitch, you have been a uh, stock boy at uh, supermarkets, as well as your passion is designing the food layouts at supermarkets. Is that correct? Yeah, or right. have you never been a stock boy and people yeah, just accuse you of it? it? Okay. Yeah, when they let me do it. <laughs> Do you get paid for this work? Yeah, of course I do. I get paid. Oh, okay. I get paid good money. You're not just walking in and throwing their lettuce on the ground. No, no, I'm no bodega. <laughs> right. Uh, you're, of course, referring to Bodega Stockton, one of several people who went to uh, your old high school. Uh, yes. That was no Lonnie Stockton, Bodega Stockton, Fifth Street Stockton, and Bebe Stockton, uh, as well as... Uh, who was probably the most popular one, uh, David Stockton. Uh, it was oh, at your 17-year high school reunion, uh, which notably 50 Cent did not perform at, and was more <laughs> of a reenactment of uh, your high school basketball game than it was a reunion, uh, that you mm -hmm. found David dead. The last time you had seen David, uh, he was kissing nine members of basketball teams and people who are around uh in a recreatment of his game-winning shot mm -hmm. uh then you of course walk into the bathroom where you see cocaine books and most unfortunately 
uh, the body of David, who looked like he had punched himself in the head to death and choked and stepped on. Stepped on, yeah. Stepped on himself. This is crazy. So what, what do you do once you're in the bathroom and you find this body? You know, I was scared I was going to get caught um, crying. And uh, so I didn't want anyone to see me in that state. So... Uh, so I just I I left, and uh, and uh, I just you know I just left and uh, I just kept walking, and I, I started walking and I walked away because I was in the state of uh, I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe this he was so angry at himself that he started hitting it was just wild, so I just started running. Once I left. The front. Once I got out of the front doors of that high school, I just started running. I just started running. I I, I ran until maybe I ran out of breath, I, and I started running. And then I saw a stranger stare at me, and I I just stopped running because I did that thing where it's like you know when you run in public and you just feel insecure when someone looks at you. Yeah, because you feel out of breath and you're like no no I'm in I'm in good shape. I've just been running for so long. That's why I'm out of breath. Yeah, and this is also like a deeper insecurity where I'm like, oh, I don't like when people see me running. I feel like I'm, it look, it comes off desperate or like, I don't know, I, I'm doing something vulnerable. And, but it always happens. I always walk down the street and I see someone running. The moment I look at them, they just stop running. Well, Glitch, I, we've seen a bit of you run, uh, and, and I'd like to say it doesn't look desperate. Thank you. No, it's actually pretty cool. Oh, man, is, thank but, you. that means a lot. In this case, I will say I do understand why you would be a suspect, not just for your last name, but the fact that you were fleeing a crime scene running at high speed. Well, th- I, just to be clear, I wasn't running. If that were true, wouldn't I run after I saw the dead body? I started walking first. <laughs> I, sorry. And then you, when I left out of high school, I ran. Oh, okay. So you walked through the school and then when you hit the doors you started running right you yeah. pretended like everything was normal as to not arouse suspicion and then you right. ran i don't i don't know if i, I was and yeah and maybe i'm not i was when i was walking out i was walking in a way where everyone like it is composing myself and then when i it hit me when i ran out of the high school where i was like oh i i gotta get out of here <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, well, I understand I, I, completely. That makes perfect sense. This, of course, is the Skype theme song. It means someone is calling in. I'm going to click hello. Hello? Hello? Hello, no sir. No way. No way, it's not. Yeah, it's me, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my it's God. Me, Bodega, there you are. Oh my, I knew it was you. Wow. Well, for the listener, a man holding a bag of tortillas has just called into Skype. Hello. Who wants a wrap? Man, that's, I'll take, uh, man. I uh, will take one, but we are up, virtually talking. Him, man, after you, after you did it, you, you, you planted a seed. You, you're a legend, man. I'll mail you a wrap and I'll mail you a wrap. Oh yeah, mail, mail me. I'll put some on the shelves. Actually, I'll put some. I'll put some of your wraps. Do you do your own wraps now, or are are they still? Um... These are new Bodega branded wraps. These are my new wraps. 
That's amazing, man. Congrats. You were talking uh, at the reunion. You you said you're gonna make them. You're gonna make your own raps, and man, I'm, <laughs> and that's look amazing. at me now. Look at me now. Wow. And plus, I got off scot free from the police. That's great. Oh, how did you do did that? You- I ran. <laughs> oh, so they haven't caught up with you yet? Not yet. Nope. So far, it's impressive so you've had time to start your own rap company. Well, this is years and years in the making. Um, I've just been, I've been looking at a lot of different other kinds of raps. And I've been thinking, what's my favorite ones? And for and? me, flour. Flour rap, yeah. Compared to like yep. a corn oh, yeah. tortilla. Yep. That was mostly the choice. It's kind of those two. They yeah. have the weird spinach ones and some other ones that don't seem to last long that are like promotional and they're purple or something. And it's like... Is this to promote a movie or something? And then they'll come and go, but it seems like the flour tortillas are forever. <laughs> yeah, they're very classic. Those are going to be a very good, consistent found. That's like a really good choice. Oh, yeah. And they fold up perfectly for whatever you're trying to make. Bodega, what uh, what makes you want to call in today? Oh, well, um, I host my own show, and I was just trying to get a little runoff from this one. Um, trying to gain the listenership, trying to trying to promote. So um, go ahead. <clears throat> oh well, um, of course my show is called That's a Rap, and it's it's me. And Wait, can I <laughs> can I guess? Of course you can. Is this a game show where you have uh, an item and you guess whether it is a rap or not? Correct. And of course I've been trying to get more high profile guests. And uh, just some some bigger names on and trying to get the word out. So I thought maybe I'd get a little runoff from this. And I know I know we're friends, so I figured it'd be okay if I crash in on this one. Oh, I uh, I also do want to make it clear that uh, no relation. Oh, yeah, we're not related. Did someone think we were? Well, I think people listening to a podcast assume all the people are related. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I'm new to this. Yeah, sorry, no relation. Yeah, when you hear the, all the same voices at this like a similar time frame, you assume they're all related. But no, not Man, in this bad, case. Too bad David's not around. He would have if you would have gotten him as a guest. Oh my gosh, you would have been the number one number one show. I was working up the courage actually that night to ask him if he would uh, do my show, but of course uh, I had to wait until after the basketball game, and then by that point it was too late. Because in my reenactment, on the night of the basketball game, I had detention. So I had to do that again. So you were in a, like a closed classroom for the evening, just sitting there at a desk patiently? Well, no, I had to write on the chalkboard over and over, Bart Simpson style. Oh, what, did you, what was your uh, punishment? What did you have to write? Well, I had to write, I will not uh, destroy the cafeteria. Which was, of course, what I was doing at the time. I was trying to reinvent their entire system. Yo, this man put, he replaced all the buns, all the bagels, everything, all wraps. That's honestly, right, baby. It worked. It worked. It I'll, worked. <laughs> it worked. It he worked. successfully worked. replaced all the buns and bagels with wraps. Well, the system was so not updated. They didn't have, they mainly had like breads that were uh, spongier. And this one mm-hmm. had a flatter, more modern take on grains. Also, <laughs> when you make a wrap, nothing falls out. Exactly. So much food was getting lost because of like putting it on mm-hmm. a piece of bread, putting mm-hmm. it on like a bagel with a hole in it. But this wrap was 
it was like it was his his the cock to seal in uh, a wall. That's right. They should have been thanking me, not spanking me. Yeah, our our school spanked us a lot. Is that the last time you saw David that night? Was that the game before you had to go have detention? Well, no, I didn't actually see him for the game at all because I was already in detention. But I saw him pre-game. I I caught him in the locker room. And I went in and I thought, okay, well, this is all right. I'm going to uh, maybe ask him beforehand. But I walked in there and he was snorting cocaine off of a big textbook. And I was like, whoa, I'm in the middle of something. And he kind of tilted it towards me. And it was like a history textbook. And he was like, you want a history lesson? And I think he meant doing cocaine. And I got a little scared. And I thought, okay, I'm going to come back later. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Because, like, he came into the bathroom at the same time as me. And he snorted coke off of the history book. And he said, talk about history repeating itself. (laughs) And I didn't know what he meant. But it turns out it's because he was doing cocaine twice that day. <laughs> that was kind yeah. of a joke for him. <laughs> Man, David. That, that is a good one. What is that an interesting uh, contradiction of details here is you were in the bathroom first and then he came in. Was that? Uh, you were in the bathroom first and then he walked in. Uh, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I walked in. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, walked in. Yeah, sure. First. And then secondly, I must have been there first. I must have been there first, and then he came in after with the cocaine and the textbook. Interesting. And, okay. And then died. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we got, we said some stuff that we didn't mean. You know, us. I was always in the shadow, and you know. He he was all he was really high, not just off of the cocaine, but off of the praise, the adoration, the uh, Adderall, the uh, the just thousands of people cheering. D one, D one, D one, and even you're gonna go as high as your planes. Yeah, you know, high as your planes. You make little planes, big planes. D one, and I, even in the washroom, <laughs> I was like, David, David, just out of like that always made memory. me smile. <laughs> I know you weren't there that game, but I always look to you because you you always got it, Bodega. And uh, he said, he said to me, he's like, "Hey man, I just hit a game-winning jump shot. I'm going, uh, I'm going to MIT, the school you can think of, but no one will ever <laughs> think of you." Oh, and whoa! I was like, wow. I think it, I, you know, I think it was. I didn't think it was the cocaine at the time that was speaking, but um, I snapped. I got so mad that I um, I just left. I didn't finish the conversation. I didn't do any coke. And wow, he, that's he, mad. He, he, and he was so mad at himself. I'm assuming that he started punching himself and choking himself. Yeah. And stomping on himself. And he started saying, yeah, you think you're D1, David? Take this, D1, Dave. Take this. And he kept kicking himself. <laughs> God, like, he must have... Oh, God. Oh, man. I just... I feel for the guy, man. Yeah, he was going through it, clearly. And yeah. Yeah. And to think, if, if he only just apologized to you, he probably would have not punched himself to death. 
He was really hard on him, man, himself. Well, also the bad detention boys. I'd heard there was a plot to uh, crash an airplane through the side of the gymnasium. And that was kind of thwarted when uh, they couldn't get the plane. But uh, I just mean there were people out there who were jealous enough to take these kind of insane actions, you know? Like, oh, people I, were willing I don't to go. That. I can't think of a single person who would want to do David that harm. Well, luckily it didn't come to fruition and he did it to himself. <laughs> yeah. God. Man, David. That's why he was so good. Because he was really hard on himself, you know. He now, Bodega, when did you find out that there was a body in the bathroom? Well, I, of course, heard about that when I left detention. And um, some people were crowding around. And then I went and I thought, well, we shouldn't be, we be reenacting the, uh, the after the orgy part where everyone slept in the middle of the gym for a sleepover. <laughs> but instead, everyone was kind of crowded in the locker room. And I thought, what's going on? And so I swung open the door and, and, and there he was, bruised and battered on the floor. And, and all the eyes turned to me. I noticed none of the other Stocktons were there. And I thought in that moment, uh-oh. I bet we're prime suspects because of our names. And so that's when you ran. <laughs> and that's when I ran, and I've been running ever since. I'm running right now. I'm pretty good at it, so you can't hear it in my breath. And can I say, uh, it does not look desperate. Thank you so much, because I get self-conscious about that as I'm running and trying to record at the same time. I'm like, this must look, this must look desperate. No, it looks good, man. Thank you look you. amazing running. Thanks, man. I got to hold this mixer under my arm and try and balance the mic on top of it. But I think I'm making it work. And, and, and I might book some pretty cool guests on, uh, um, on account of having this appearance. So I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Where did all the other Stocktons go, do you think? Have either of you heard? We know Baby got arrested and then he cried in the courtroom and he got off. Yeah, remember he, when he said he pled the baby? <laughs> yeah, and I believe fifth of pled the fifth. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, fifth is on seventh now. Fifth um. is on seventh. And who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should get arrested and then <laughs> tell them that. <laughs> You're right. I should go get arrested and tell them who's on first. <laughs> yeah, and then say, say that uh, you plead the baby. That would be so good. They'd love that. Yeah, I could. Yeah. And then I know almost nothing about Lonnie. Lon I think Lonnie might have done it. Yeah, I think Lonnie did it. And that wraps up another successful episode <laughs> of Killed to Death. Uh, it was Lonnie Stockton. It was clearly Lonnie. It was not. It was not. It was not either of us. It, Lonnie definitely probably, wasn't one of you. What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's well, crazy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, no worries. Uh, I'm just wondering, have you ever seen uh the Cleveland show? <laughs> I kind of <laughs> thought that halfway through, <laughs> and then I was, <laughs> I was like, that was not the intention. It was kind of supposed to just be Muppety, I guess. But yeah, it's it's pretty Cleveland, which um, I was yeah. trying to think of a Cleveland catchphrase to pimp you into saying, but I can't think of a single one. I don't really know. I think it's uh, something that's nasty. <laughs> oh, yeah. He says that. 
Anyways, I don't I don't know if it's kosher for me to be doing that voice, so please know that I wasn't trying to. Okay. Starting Log to sound more off. and more like Cleveland. I can't get out of my <laughs> Yeah, well, now it's in my head. Even though okay. it's unintentional. Time to go before it gets worse. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> That's not my spit. He spat on himself. Okay. <laughs> That's good to clear up. Okay. Did, we didn't even mention that there's spit mm-hmm. on him. <laughs> yeah. He took, <laughs> he took his spit and put him on himself. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I want to thank... Uh, the musician Matt Probst. Uh, we haven't seen him in many years, but when we did, he recorded yeah. our theme song, and thank you for doing that. Uh, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> if you want to have a gas online, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Kill to Death Podcast or on Twitter at K2D Pod. If you would like to suggest a scenario, something you would like to mm-hmm. see solved on this show, uh, feel free to email us at killtodeathpodcast at gmail.com or you can send us publicity screeners. Oh, true. <laughs> or just, you know, you could also, like, we, are, we never say this, but you can just tweet at us or, or Instagram DM us or something too. You know what? Use whatever method it Whoa. sees fit. This is, I believe this will be episode 271. <laughs> And we have never once thought of the fact, yeah, you can also suggest a scenario in the comment section of any yeah, of our socials. Any, any meme is necessary. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have <laughs> to be that. an official email. <laughs> you don't have to type it up using your letterhead. You can just comment. Seal, wait, seal it with a wax seal. This really opens yeah. things up for us, I think. Yeah, I think this is going to have a real flood of suggestions now. Um, you know, you know what? I don't like that because then if no one comments, people can see that that happened. Whereas email, we can be like, "Yeah, people are always writing into us <laughs> all the time. <laughs> we choose not to use them." Yeah, only email us. Uh, and I think that's that's all I have to plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of publicity screeners, uh, Glitch Stockton, are you a fan of anything that's coming out soon? Yeah, um, uh, I'm a fan of. Um What's that show called? Uh, Bling Dynasty. And uh, I'm also a fan of uh, Tall Boys coming out on CBC uh, on February 16th, Tuesday. And uh, uh, it's also going to be on Gem. Uh, it's a very <laughs> funny Toronto sketch show. It is. Uh, me and Steve are both very big fans. And I'm, I also want to mention that um, even though it was my spit that was found on top of David, I... I the, you need to do a follow-up on how David got my spit and threw it on himself out of yeah, anger. Honestly, that's probably a crime on him to steal your spit. Yeah, you know what? I think it is. He should be arrested. Yeah, I mean, that ought to show him for Mr. Perfect, thinking you're the greatest of all time. Let's ruin your legacy this way, bitch. Hey, what? Uh, and it was, of course, Lonnie Stockton who did this crime. Yeah, it was Lonnie. Uh, and I'd like to say, uh, and I genuinely mean this, and also, I, I, I never mention, it's not just me saying this. Steve, I think you're fully on board. Mm-hmm. Yes? Oh, I, yeah, I can do what uh, you're about to say. Uh, this is a message from me and Steve, and Glitch, hopefully, retrospectively, you'll be okay with this. I would like to say to everyone out there, please, from everyone at Kill to Death, Keep your stick on the ice. 
<laughs> Killed to Death is produced and engineered by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky. Special thanks to Katie Lohr, Matt Probst, and Tom Shank. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and like Kill to Death on Facebook so they know how to value their worth as human beings. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.